0: Frataloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 348, March 24th, 2020. The high on this day was established in 1939 when it hit 76 and eight below in 1965, man, that's about three, four or five days in a row for 1965. When we had the terrible flooding and, uh, I love to, I just love to irritate you. To, uh, so I'll tell you that <laughs> seven, seven inches of snow fell on this day in 1996. Oh. That'll oh. be my limit. That'll be my limit. I, I won't give you a, a three inch snowfall as we proceed into spring, but we get up around seven. I'm going to let you know. Okay. And on this day in 1987, we had an ice out on White Bear Lake.
1: And now, from the
0: mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on production,
2: Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and
0: occasionally Kenny from the Krabby
2: Coffee Shop.
0: Here is your flashlight, King. Fireworks Commissioner and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Sucheray. Verona, Kentucky. Verona, Kentucky. Verona. That'd be south
3: and East, sir. Kentucky. <laughs> Oh boy! Okay. Oh, it's okay. Oh that it's okay. Like a Covid cough. <laughs> no,
0: it did not. I'm a smoker. Oh <laughs> no, no, I'm not a smoker. That's Kenny's answer. No, smoker? Di- this is a day smoker.
1: W- this is day one, suit. I haven't had one yet.
0: Really? Yep. Good for you, Giving oh, man. Giving up the darts, huh? Yep. Well, good luck to you. Remember my key? Uh, no, I don't. To quit smoking, you have to convince yourself that you don't have to. It almost becomes a Zen thing. To quit smoking, you must realize that you don't have to quit hmm. and that you you let that let that sizzle in your shallow brain pan there for Ugh, a while and I that'll was. that'll make sense. you
1: know what I was doing really well but now I really need one <laughs> so thanks for that and I'm yeah. noticing in the
3: first two minutes and 15 seconds of the program that uh, Joe, you did not in fact find a can of WD40.
0: <laughs> well, you want to get right to that and I'll come back to Verona, Kentucky you <laughs> smart ass. <laughs> Russ writes, Joe, you should know the WD-40, water displacer formula number 40, has almost no lubrication properties beyond five minutes. You are much, much better off using a light oil spray like 3-in-1, Russ Pond, and Hastings. Yeah, well, you know what? GLers have been using WD-40 damn near for everything, including a cologne. Exactly. Okay? okay. Uh Paul Root, Joe, WD-40 isn't a lubricant. It's a water displacement fluid. It gets water out of where it shouldn't be so that things don't rust. You need some lubricant, oil, silicon spray, bicycle chain lube, lithium grease, maybe a dollop of fresh oil leaking out of a British car.
2: (laughs) 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 Perhaps
0: perhaps Fratellonis can advise you. By the way, I'm going to get my mg out of storage today wonderful nice. loyal listener sheltering in place in oakdale paul only two yeah, okay letters? just two on the wd-40 you know
1: what i've changed my tune and if you remember yesterday i told you to go get a can of oil and squeeze something on there i did not say wd-40 but i have changed and i now like the mental picture that it paints because I can actually see you in the boathouse overlooking Spoon Lake. Giving it a lean back? With that old, cruddy chair (laughs) that was probably built in 1902, and it's really
0: uncomfortable, but it really paints a picture, so I like it. Verona, Kentucky. Verona, Verona, Kentucky. Kentucky. Eight-year-old Ben from Verona, Kentucky, wrote a savage journal entry about his first day of homeschooling with his mom. And, of course, it's gone viral. Uh, what the little brat wrote was, it's not going good. My mom's getting stressed out. My mom is really getting confused. We took a break so my mom can figure this stuff out. I'm telling you, it is not going good. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's now been viewed 300,000 times. And wow. uh, the mother, the mother is Candace. And she write, y'all. I'm I'm dying. This is Ben's journal entry for Monday about our first homeschool day. The last sentence is, this ain't going good. (laughs) No, it isn't. And as we've noted, uh, two kids have been suspended, and the teacher's been uh, accused of uh, drinking on the job. Right, right. Well,
1: you do realize that they invented out of whole cloth a brand new way of doing math. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, uh, you're you're sounding very nonplussed. I'm serious. They took the easiest thing in the world, uh, 10 plus 12, you carry the blah, 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 and it all works out fine, and you can do it on paper. They threw that all away and invented a brand new, very, very confusing way of doing math, and it's driving
0: parents crazy if i see uh, we're often in the company of two young girls if, if i see uh, their their grandmother uh helping them with school uh, i just really really quietly leave the house i get i get as far away as possible
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah i can't
0: do the math i couldn't do the math when i could do the math so right. i'm not going to try this stuff uh yesterday we had a name ruling on uh, the name Briar. Oh, boy, did you get some mail. <laughs> I have it right here. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. The little gal is named Briar Joy Alkaliza Carlson. And uh, you know you're in trouble when you get a note from the child's grandfather. oh Oh, Oh, By the way, I told you this was going to happen yesterday. Well, he tries to butter me up by starting this way. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. I'm a long-time listener, but first-timer to pen my thoughts to you, Mayor. (laughs) I am one of the grandfathers to newly born Briar and father to Seth and Ethan, and hence you know why I'm writing to you. (laughs) I contend your ruling was made too hastily and deserves reconsideration. My reasons are as follows. Number one, Briar was Sleeping Beauty's name and based on the writing of Hans Christian Andersen. Hence, it has a storied history and precedent. It is a genuine name, not a mere word made into a name as some millennials offer. Number two, briar means thorny patch or small shrub. It is of English origin like my name, Bruce, which means thick brush. Since the meanings are similar, it could be argued that my granddaughter briar was named after me with obviously legitimate name. I await your new ruling to settle a family matter of utmost importance, Bruce Carlson, to which I'm going to say, Bruce, what in the hell are you smoking? <laughs> what? We're not naming a kid after what?
1: Sleeping Beauty. Oh, I am parting ways with the mayor on I, this I'm one. I'm
3: backing off the mic. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not done. No, I have, I, well, Bruce,
1: not...
0: Bruce, I'm on your side, my friend. Me too. You're not listening. <laughs> yeah. Bruce. Well,
1: we're afraid of Bruce.
0: <laughs> Bruce could still win. But based on his submission alone, absolutely not. And who in the hell names a lovely little baby girl Are after you, a thorny
1: patch? Wait, wait a minute. Are you inviting more criticism, more emails, more I'm, hate?
0: I'm saying he could still win. Let's go to email number two. Oh. That's Grandpa. Okay. That's Grandpa. Bill Miller. Briar. The first thing on Google. The very first. What does briar mean? As a girl's name is of French origin, and the meaning of briar is Heather, uncommon botanical name. The English word also describes a wild rose with small, prickly thorns. See at the fair, Bill.
4: <laughs>
0: One problem with Bill's email. Yeah. And Grandpa still losing. He is spelling briar B-R-I-E-R. Oh, the oh, child right. was named. The child was named B R right, right. so I A R. So, Gramps, you got uh, one more email here to win your case. Uh, this is from Jay. Uh, I'm going to contribute to your knowledge of the name Briar. Uh, we chose that name for our third son, and it fits him perfectly. It is a strong-sounding name, and we like it. It's not common. My son is named Briar. It is a name that's taken him far. It has gotten him a lot of attention. It's a romantic, strong name. It's fun to say. My daughter's name is Briar Rose, but we call her Briar or Bri. It also gets a lot of attention. It has mostly been positive. Personal experience with the name Briar. First of all, I'm a female named Briar. Whenever somebody meets me, they compliment me on my name and ask if it's a foreign name. Sometimes people mistake it for Brian, which I don't like. Also, I usually get written off as a shy person because of name bro- named Briar. Really? Besides, huh. besides that, I like it. It suits me. Nickname for Briar, Bree and Bri. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bri-Bri and Bri, B-R-Y. Meanings in history. Briar is an English word that means a thorned shrub, but usually Briar is thought of in reference to the Briar Rose. Oh, here we go. A brother's grim fairy tale that we know today by the name Sleeping Beauty. Briar Rose is the name given to the Sleeping Princess because she is the rose encased in the castle surrounded by Briar. Famous real-life people named Briar? Briar Rose Christensen, daughter of Hayden Christensen and Rachel uh, Bilson. Briar Nolett, dancer, actress, and model, uh, Briar in song, story, and screen is a nod to the Grimm's Brothers fairy tale, In the Disney movie version of Sleeping Beauty. The Princess Aurora is taken into hiding by her fairy godmothers and raised under the name Briar Rose, an attempt to protect her from Maleficent's curse. Where are we? I'm the mayor. These are tough decisions.
4: Oh, it, this These are is, tough decisions.
1: This was easy. I, I, I decided yesterday. This is <laughs> not a tough decision. You be, are being stubborn and uh, old and uh, crusty, and you need to change your ways. I was on the fence, but Grandpa made me uh, convert
0: to his side. Do you think I'm being a curmudgeon? Yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do you think I'm saying to grandfather, "Get off my lawn"? Yeah, a little bit.
1: I, I think you are.
0: It's tough to be bear. <laughs> <laughs> he stands. You fine. know, I'm 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 here. We're uh-huh. not giving up. No. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> if you prick me, do I not bleed? You do. Especially uh-huh. from a briar patch. That's right. right. That's right. right. I'm sorry. Until oh. further persuasion, because I'm rejecting all three of those, until further persuasion, Briar receives the double Duluth foghorn. Oh,
4: my God. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
3: So not only did you not rescind the horn, you
0: kept it at the
3: Duluth double.
0: Do we not, in times of uncertainty and trouble, do we not adhere to our rules? Yes, do we, we adhere? Do we not adhere to the mayor's gavel pounded on the desk in the boathouse? Uh,
1: if you were Nixon, I'd be on the phone with Woodward <laughs> Bernstein right now. <laughs> do
0: we not, in times of crisis and fatigue... Should we just abandon our standards to accommodate people who might otherwise need some relief from this daily struggle? <laughs> and I say to you, no, no, no. Don't send me back to rehab. <laughs> I said, no, no, no. 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 <laughs> uh, I, I'm I sure I'll hear more on it. I'm sure she's a lovely child, a lovely child. I'd tickle her under the chin if I saw her, but... Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to name a kid after sleeping bleeping beauty, okay?
4: Uh, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. Well, yeah. I'm
0: not going
1: to argue with you. You're yeah. just wrong, and you're going to have to learn it, and it on your own.
3: Not to mention that a lot of people listen You know, a day or two behind. So yeah. <laughs> those that haven't listened to yesterday's show yet yeah. that are going to today What's are What's that
1: gonna... email address there, uh, uh, Chris? Why not
0: gljoe at garagelogic.com? Simple as that. And for today, stop sending me stuff. I'm I'm I'm. I'm <laughs> you're good. I'm really good. Uh, a lot of people said that the mayor's office looks like it's underground. No, that's a breaker wall above the lake. That's just protecting the uh, the boathouse. That's a breaker. Oh, that it. is that has nothing to do with uh, being beneath ground. Oh, you Say, know what?
3: Before you move on, you were talking about photos yesterday. It was yesterday, right? Where you're talking about was it your daughter uh, at the foot of 9/11 a month or two before? The towers came down? Was that on yesterday's show?
0: The CP and two kids I used to have at the very end of August in 2001 okay. are posed in, uh, uh, well, is it Battery Park, maybe? Yeah. But, uh, but, across, there, right. well, but across the water behind them are the two towers. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I see. Okay. Is if you th- look at the it- picture of the mayor's office today and zoom in, you'll see it.
3: I'm looking at it right now. That's what made me think of it. Mm-hmm. Battery. There's Park. a squeaky chair. Right I'm, not sure
0: if, I'm not sure if it's Battery Park. I'm not sure where they were, but clearly uh, they are south of the Twin Towers.
1: I've got a photo of me and the, the lady I married uh, underneath the Brooklyn Bridge with the towers in the background. It's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah.
0: Did somebody try to sell you the Brooklyn Bridge? <laughs> 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 I bought this here for $100. <laughs> you know what Grunhoffers wants us to know? Business is gangbusters. Oh man. Do you know what they did Saturday? At, at Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats in Hugo on Highway 61? They I he- they sold out, I bet.
3: I heard from sold- the newsman earlier today that he was there on Saturday and said the very same thing. They sold 700
0: pounds of beef on Saturday, oh, on Saturday alone. On Saturday alone. Wow. Here's the new uh, here's the new uh, protocol at Grundhoffers. if you choose to use it. You may call your order in advance 651-426-2800. 651-426-2800. Prepay over the phone, Grundhoffers staff will place your order in your trunk or will place it outside the door for you to pick up. They are uh, Getting ahead of the curve, just like all other clients that uh, continue to support Garage Logic. So anything you need, anything you need—chicken, ribs, steaks, burgers, jerky, salmon, ham, bacon, brats, summer sausage, oven-ready, pre-made meatloaf—call in ahead to Grunhoffers on Highway 61 at the north end of Hugo. They'll have it for you. They'll bring it outside and either set it uh, set it right there before the bears can get it. You go, gotta go pick it up. You gotta pick it up quick. And then, or they'll put it in your trunk. 651 426 2800. And I'm glad things are going swimmingly at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61.
3: Kenny, really quick, because yeah. you might know the answer to this uh-huh. 700 pounds of beef. How many head of cattle is that?
1: Uh, that's a good question. After it's been processed, we need a we need a farmer type or a meat cutter to call. Or that. we could ask Spencer. He'd probably yeah, know too. Probably, <laughs> oh, we can't interrupt him. He's too that's busy. True. No, They're yeah. too busy. They're yeah. too
0: busy feeding GLers. Seven hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. We'll be back shortly, GLers.
5: Hello again, this is Mike Fratelloni from Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Fratelloni's is open every day till 6 p.m., seven days a week. Please come on in. We are practicing ultra no-touch social distance customer service. You're going to come in and we're going to say, hey, what can we help you find from 10 feet away? We're not going to touch you. You're not going to touch us. We're constantly cleaning our stores. We're really trying to be as safe for our employees and as safe for our customers as we possibly can. So be aware that our customer service is going to be a little different. Stop on in Fratelloni's right now. Come on in, social distance customer service, Ace Hardware and Garden Stores.
0: Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life Joe Souchere. We have a printing emergency, <laughs> I'll say. Is she still in the room? No. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. Joe, your thoughts on the silence of the two mares and the accompanying salons could not be more accurate. The quiet we hear certainly speaks volumes and it underscores a thought I had recently. Two Saturdays ago, I was running errands to prep for the coming days. I went to a pharmacy, a grocery store, a hardware store, and a bank as I saw my fellow man, man, human, mankind, out making purchases, procuring goods, and sustenance, I was led to wonder." After this nightmare is over, what would life in America be like if the new socialism of the left gained a foothold? I imagined a world in which Bernie is president, Ilhan and her squad are running Congress, the boy mayors and city councils are gathering more steam in the Salon. It became entirely clear to me that socialism could never pull us out of a crisis. It's capitalism and the need we all share for goods and services that will fuel the engine to bring us back. The fundamental human drive to preserve life, liberty, and happiness is infinitely, infinitely more powerful than a body of government telling us what we can and cannot do. Just look at local institutions like 3M and the Mayo Clinic stepping up to fill the void where the government has failed. Or the University of Minnesota doctor who recently built his own ventilator with spare parts. Talk about GL ingenuity. That could be more easily. That could be more easily mass produced. My wife, along with scores of others who know their way around a sewing machine, are making masks to be donated to healthcare workers. The human spirit is far greater than the false promises of our public servants. As you and the boys discuss, this crisis will change the way we live, particularly in the urban core. Sanitation and health will realize new levels of priority. Plastic bags are back and should stay. High-density living has instantly become less desirable and will continue to fall out of favor. The millennials living like mice in glorified dorm rooms in the trendy north loop of Minneapolis will soon desire a single-family home. This crisis should all but wipe out the 2040 plan because no one will want to live in high-density space and instead opt for home ownership. The desires of the citizenry? will drive demand in the market, not some salon dwellers telling us how we should live. Thanks for keeping the podcast alive and well. I can't tell you how much I look forward to listening at the end of each day, and it's a good peace of mind knowing you are set up in the mayor's office, poised to keep the dum-dums gainfully employed for years to come. <laughs> keep healthy, keep pushing back, and good luck. Loyal Lister in the belly of the beast, Liberal Lakes area of Minneapolis, Steve Mulholland. There's another good point here, why the, uh, why the salon dwellers are wrong. And I uh, was thinking about it all yesterday afternoon and into the evening. Uh, We are probably fated, given the nature of the world, uh, to become familiar with pandemics. Uh, Maybe maybe one way to look at this is we're lucky. We've been lucky up until right now. Yes. And now might be the start of... uh, Oh, I'm not saying annual, I'm not saying weekly, but now might be the start of uh, incredible illnesses spreading throughout the globe. Right. And, and, and if that happens, that further reinforces the idea that the people in the salon and everything they've come up with are completely useless. Yep. They are completely wrong. Uh, but do you I can't think emphasize the, that enough. But
3: do you think the vast majority of the public views this views that the same way? Because I don't. I do. I do, Chris. You do? Because
1: I recently, just for uh, bleeps and giggles, joined the app, uh, a neighborhood uh, that. Oh, in yeah. That neighbor just so I could harass people. And believe it or not, I, I'm seeing posts like that and reactions to posts like that addressing the mayor and the city council and their, their neighborhood councilmen saying those exact things, and it's coming from their side of the aisle. These aren't angry letters from conservative people. These are letters from uh, I would call Democrats and maybe lefties, uh, liberals, saying, hey, wait a minute, do you see what you've done and where this country is headed? So I think a lot of eyes are being opened.
0: And the city uh, St. Paul, maybe Minneapolis has done the same thing. The city of St. Paul is trying in vain uh, by the city. I mean, the, uh, the, the political class is, is trying in vain to make itself relevant at the moment. They issued some press release today, and there is nothing in there right. that we haven't already figured out. Right. Nothing. <laughs> right. Nothing. They're, They're right. useless. They're useless. Yep. And it's revealing their lack of roundedness. It's revealing their lack of, yep. their lack of, uh, of associating with uh, people except their own kind. They only deal with their own kind. You know what? Fry in your own kind because you, you, you keep coming up with everything that's 100% backwards. Yep. Uh, could they do this in the salon? The Ford Motor Company is using F-150 parts to design respirators. Oh, cool. So awesome. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I've got the schematics in front of me. Ford is helping 3M redesign the powered air purifying respirator that makes it possible for first responders and healthcare workers to protect them from contracting the virus while treating patients. Uh, The new device... Kenny, I got the schematics here. It's incredible. This is done on a workbench in a garage, only it's the Ford plant.
1: It's amazing. And I looked up the guy, the U of M doc who designed one, and I was looking at his design. And it's simple
0: and it's brilliant. The new device by Ford incorporates a fan normally used to ventilate F-150 seats. Right. Right. 3M HEPA fil- HIPAA filters, and power tool batteries for portability. Ford is looking into the feasibility of manufacturing them at an initial rate of 1,000 units per month at their Advanced Manufacturing Center, where it currently 3D prints brake parts for the Mustang Shelby GT500, with plans to quickly expand production beyond that number. Oh, you go, you car people. Uh, in the meantime, Ford is starting... Uh, has started producing transparent face shields to protect healthcare workers from bodily fluids Good. and expects to be manufacturing them at a rate of 100,000 per week by next week. Good. Ford Executive Chairman Bill Ford told Today, the Today Show, we're doing it on our own. Obviously, the White House has put out a call for companies to help, but frankly, we were doing this, getting all of this in motion before that. We're happy to help, and we're going to do absolutely everything we can. Isn't that something? Now, did that come from the salon?
1: No. No, no. Are you kidding no, me? No, no. You think that came no. from these idiots? No, they, they. No, they don't. know.
0: they don't even know what a Ford F one fifty is. Joe,
1: these are the people that come that that push their bike down the alley and ask me to put air in their tire for them. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It didn't come from them.
0: <laughs> Let's go back and revisit something, and it's everything. It's 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 something that every Euphorian and resident of Liberal Lakes in Diversityville needs to digest and put into context for your own life. The people you admire and the people you apparently keep mistakenly voting into office have come up with exactly the wrong vision of life to accommodate the current situation in America. Absolutely the wrong vision. If you believe, uh, which I do unfortunately, that future illnesses, pandemics, whatever you want to call them, are inevitable... Are you crazy? You want to live in a 12-story concrete bunker? Do you want to take light rail? No. This could, this could revolutionize home buying again. This could, this could force people to realize, no, no. What they're telling me is completely backwards. I have a family. I want to keep the family safe. And these people in the salon don't have a bleeping clue what they're talking about. No. None. Yeah, None. None. Amen, brother. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen, uh, brother.
3: It looks like we're about to pass the coronavirus stimulus deal, according to C, Did we kick
1: off the garbage that the Democrats were loading on it? That's is, I was... is it a clean, standalone bill, or is this loaded up with crap? I'm trying to
3: find uh, some details to that, Kenny, but I'm seeing nothing right now. Very... And as a
0: re- as a result of that, the market is currently up fourteen hundred eighty one points. Yep. It was uh, very disheartening
1: yesterday to see the garbage that they were trying to tack onto this. Stop making well, this about politics. Cruz
3: stood up and said, "What the hell does a right. uh, uh,
1: what was it a, a efficiency
3: for
0: airplanes have to do with coronavirus?" No, yeah, <sighs> uh, it, it's, it was just nonsense, political nonsense at our expense. Keep talking until I find something that's very pertinent to this.
3: Uh, also, Wisconsin's governor has officially issued a Safer at
1: Home order. Well, that's a cute title, but um, I, I, my personal view is it's about time, and when are we going to do that here? Mm-hmm. You know? Safer
3: at Home? Safer
1: at Home, which, Governor it, Tony Evans which has officially Which is just issued. another way of saying stay the hell home. Yeah. I, I, I'm
0: ordering you to stay home. Okay. Uh, the email I want, I'm having trouble finding. Uh, by the way no I found it okay good go uh, Joe is a long time listener 56 year old baby boomer and a fan of the GL I am disheartened by your staff's questioning we GLers that are wanting commerce to be opened again for the sake of saving even more despair and death from a ruined economy let's face it most everyone is going to be exposed to this virus and have to deal with it the experts are openly admitting this fact so why don't we just step to the plate and deal with it As has been echoed by many others, we need to isolate the risk groups, allowing the rest of us to get on with life. Mr. Reavers mentioned that out of the blue, a healthy young person dies from the virus. Yes, he is correct. But young people die of the flu every year, car accidents, and accidental deaths. We don't shut down society. Mm -hmm. Joe, the sad truth is that as a society, we've let our health we have let our health and wellness be replaced by convenience, lousy diets, and a basic complacency to take care of ourselves. To that point, our seniors are fed a medication to keep them going well past the quality of life age, so now they are at great risk from this virus. I read an article written by a doctor on the front lines. He said the main components in the most critical cases are age, hypertension, obesity, and type 2 diabetes. Heck, the U.S. obesity level is 36%, In Vietnam, where they have had only a handful of deaths, the obesity level is 2%. Mm. Similar numbers have been found in other countries with low obesity rates. The sad truth is our first world lifestyle has made this a total medical disaster. I totally get and appreciate the quandary of letting the virus take its course at the risk of overwhelming the medical system. However, I can tell you with all certainty, the vast majority of our population will suffer a far greater fate if we simply destroy the economic engine people rely on to feed themselves, not to mention we will become a soft target for takeover at the hands of our enemies. I'm sick to death of the scare-tastic, scare tactics thrown out by the talking heads. I often think of the greatest generation and actually feel embarrassed at how we are letting fear... Dictate our country stepping up to the plate to confront this challenge. I'm guessing a large number of your listeners would concur that the current path is one of total economic destruction. So instead of painting us as morons, maybe you try to see outside of the fear oh, box. Wait, I don't pushing think... back and unwilling to live in fear. Scott from Inver Grove. I, I, boy, I didn't. If I painted anybody as a moron, I apologize
1: because uh, did I say that? God, I hope I didn't say I, that.
0: I don't think you did. Uh, um, here's
1: Ben and Grant. I certainly didn't mean it if I did. I apologize. (laughs)
0: As a small business owner, and as you have advocated for local businesses and your sponsors, I want to thank you. Some people are concerned about the amount of stimulus money that might be going to corporations. Some Liberal Lake residents have gone down the line of thinking that these corporations will pocket the money and still lay off as many employees as they can. That they will increase their already high salaries and put more money into their post-retirement funds. But I would like to give you the reality side of that coin. There are businesses that still have operating costs, just like our families. Business, businesses have monthly bills and business expenses. Families have bills due in their own expenses. Is every business going to use stimulus money to go directly to employee paychecks? Well, not all of it. That would be akin to, is a family going to spend stimulus money they might receive from the government on only food? No, that's just one of their many expenses. Are there companies that will misuse stimulus money? There's a good chance. Are there families that will misuse stimulus money? There's a good chance. Who should dictate what is best on how to spend stimulus money for either companies or families? Might each company have different needs to stay operating in times of trouble? Might each family have different needs to stay functioning in times of trouble? When the economy is halted like it has been, it is not just employee paychecks that are impacted. It is better to cut hours or lay off a few people and keep a company running. Then the company will continue to employ others and also have a future so that later they can hire more and increase wages when times are better. Or should that company exhaust all its resources in the short term and then as a result go under? At this point, all their employees are now unemployed and there is not any type of future nor a possibility for wage increases or hiring. Is it better for a family to adjust their spending in tight times or just continue to spend as they are accustomed to as if times are good? Yes, people need immediate help, and there are companies that also need immediate help. Some companies have a large rainy day fund to help weather a storm such as this. Some do not. Just as some families have a large rainy day fund or emergency emergency fund to weather a storm like this, some do not. This should not be made into a left versus right political issue. It should not be what free rider can be attached to this bill, but really has nothing to do with the situation at hand. It should be what can be done to help America. The silver lining is that we can learn from this. We as individuals and as companies need to plan better for the future so that we can weather storms better. That will put individuals and companies into a better position, not just for themselves, but also to help others. Our world wants to make it appear that we only have two choices, that a person is either for big corporations or is for the little guy. As a business owner, I would argue we as America... Should be for both. Yes. Both both are needed to function in an economy. Both are needed for prosperity. Without the company, there would not be the jobs. And without the employees, there would not be the goods and services produced. And without companies and employees, there would not be the tax base people need to run. Government, schools, police, roads, etc. The political class on both sides play divide and conquer with the American people. If we as individuals and companies were better prepared for the storms, would we need a stimulus bill? Ben in Grand Rapids, Minnesota.
1: I think I said "Amen" in my head after every single sentence. That was that was perfect, Ben. Thank mm-hmm. you, absolutely
0: mm-hmm. perfect. Uh, this is what we should be worrying about in the future. Oh, good. Not no no.
4: <laughs> we should
0: be we should we should make a, we should uh, capitalize on the wealth and innovation of this society so that this doesn't happen again. We shouldn't be filling a stimulus package with with gravy to reduce emissions in airliners or uh, re- relieve student debts. I already paid mine. You going to pay me back, Nancy? Where's my money? Yeah. No, you don't count. I don't count. No. Uh, the point being that this guy's absolutely right. You can't be anti-corporation, anti-business. That's the only thing that keeps us going. But you yeah. also
3: can't be the governor of Texas going on whatever news network he was on last night and spewing nonsense the way he was. Uh, what, what was you, his nonsense? Yeah. Oh, you guys say? didn't see this? No, Oh, no. for crying out loud. I'm oh, sorry. Texas lieutenant governor. Uh, is it Dan Patrick? Is that what his name is? Yeah. Yes, Dan Patrick was just on Fox saying that he agrees with Trump. He casts it as an opportunity for seniors to sacrifice in order to keep the country intact for their grandchildren, quote, uh, I and other seniors are willing to die to get the economy going again. I'm not. That's, but that's <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's it's almost as if it's all or nothing. You, you know, you either yeah. have to be completely for the economy or you have to be completely against the, it. That, that that's not how this country works.
0: No, and with better positions, uh, better people in positions of leadership, we could be having different results. Uh, I I uh, this is the great national conversation right now. Do we, uh, do we do uh, we do we say the hell with this you know what that's a reflection of though that's a reflection of how incredibly impatient we are oh yes it's only it's only been 6 days people 5 6 days right uh, we have to give it a chance to see if the Fauci's and the Osterholmes of the world are correct. And you know what? It has to be done.
3: I'm glad I live in the year 2020 where something like this we can get ahead of and not, and not have it be 1920 and we're all going to be wiped out because of something like this. Where,
0: where is Fauci, by the way? I'm getting very nervous. Oh, no. I'm getting very nervous.
1: And we're, what we're seeing for a lot of companies, including ours here at HBI, is a whole new business model being
0: invented on the fly. Speaking of which, who are we going to talk to when we come back, Reeves?
3: Uh, we actually, a uh, little change in scheduling programming. We're going to talk to our guy, The Rookie, next. Oh, yeah? And then at uh, 1 o'clock, or in about a half an hour, we're going to talk to uh,
1: to our friends at Moeller Jeweler. Oh, good. My watch is running slow. I need some help. Sweet.
0: <laughs> well. Wait. Yeah. yeah. No. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Is the uh, champion of small business with us? Bruh. Yeah? Raj. Are you a champion of small business? I am the champion of small business. No, seriously, you've you've taken advantage of of what many small uh, restaurants and pubs are doing, and that's their offering service at the curb, right? I have. Give us a little I rundown.
1: Sooch, while he's talking to you, I want you to pick up your phone. Please tell me you have your phone nearby, like a real professional. Yep. And open yeah, up... Gabe t-
2: said he said something to
1: you. Open up Can Twitter you? and uh, check out the tweet I just made. Now, Matt, what what is... What, why are you bothering us when we're trying to uh, do this uh, pod thing, cast show deal?
2: Well, I... You know, I, I can give a review of food, but let me
1: just explain myself. Um, yeah, the photo, the photo. I I'm not sure
0: if I believe the photo. A photo I'm of what? I'm working on my. Bu- you you don't oh. know how to put air in a tire. <laughs> That's
2: not air. I'm I'm going to replace the uh, brake pads on that front wheel. <laughs> I'm sure you are. I'm work on the calipers. Please and tell Kenny, me. Yeah, the reason. That photo was taken. Yeah. Because what you didn't see in the background is Gabe took the photo and he's telling me, no, no, do not do this. This is not a good idea.
1: Listen to your son for once, my God, listen to your son. It looks so easy the way they do it on
2: YouTube, though. They just pop her off and bango, bango. Here's
1: what's going to happen is you're going to take like a a nut off or a a cotter key or something, a small part, and it's going to roll on the floor. You're going to jump up and accidentally kick it to the corner of the garage, and you'll never be able to put that dumb thing back together again.
2: Well, there is a screw underneath it, but I don't know where it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot.
0: Do you see the photo, switch? Yeah, I got it. But what about the restaurant thing?
2: (laughs) Well, when I'm done wrenching, (laughs)
1: <laughs> i to give you a review here. No, Matthew, you're not, a, you're not allowed to use the term wrenching.
2: <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't qualify for my bike
1: here. So, who are you ordering from?
2: I will tell you this. Uh, we have had several different family members, including myself, um, order up uh, the first and foremost, uh, Matt's bar. Oh,
1: from my neighborhood?
2: Yes. Oh, Matt's cool. Bar on Cedar. Yeah. Uh, they're they're doing a, they do a fantastic job. Burgers are easy. And I'm going to give you a list of, of burger joints, and you might want to also. I didn't write down the times that they are posting curbside delivery, but they do have different times. Let me just run down a quick list. Yeah. Uh, Blue Door Pub in St. Paul and Minneapolis. Yep. B52 is an Inver Grove Heights. I know they're only going three to eight daily. But my, my ace in the hole is in St. Paul, and it's on West 7th, and it's JR Max.
1: Oh,
4: right. JR
2: Max, it's owned by the McQuillan family. It's I I don't want to say dive bar cause it's not. It's a burger basket bar, but their burgers are $8. Wow. And, is that uh, good? Get, I don't know. Is that a good yeah, price? Such, that's yeah. really good. Yeah, a lot of them are a little pricier because they go a little fancier. But if you're looking for a burger and fries, eight bucks and some change. Um, and I, I should say, I really hate walking into these places and they're completely empty. Yeah. It's tough. really, really sad. Uh,
1: uh, Matthew, so I joined up the Next Door app. I joined just to harass my neighbors. And one of the first posts I saw, some lady complaining about the line outside of Matt's, and she said if she drives by there in another hour and they're still there, she's going to call the cops. I couldn't (laughs) believe it. Unbelievable.
2: What what the hell is wrong with her? They're supporting and remember, it is a different deal whether or not servers are not getting all the big tips, uh, the cooks. I mean, it's all a a different game. Yeah. Um, But here's the other thing. There's a couple of... um, uh, underdogs here. Uh, Suchi, your your place,
0: Moochies? Yep.
2: They're uh, going curbside from noon to 8 p.m. Thursday through Sunday.
0: That's We're, down on Randolph.
2: Yeah, so folks. Mucci's
4: Randolph and what?
2: Is, oh, about view. Yeah. It, uh, it It is a great Italian place, but you can't get in it. You have to storm the door at 5 o'clock, so this is a great way to try Moochies. And then you can come back after the storm is cleared and go eat inside. All right. One other, one. I just want to mention this because we went to Patrick McGovern's.
0: Yep. How was that? If, if you're sick of
2: burgers and you want to try something else, uh, the Dublin Grinder, the yep. Hoagie. That's what I had. The French Philly Dip. Yep.
0: Ooh, and of that course
2: they got good. their famous mm. hot turkey sandwich oh. and hot turkey dinner.
4: Oh. Wow. Ooh, ooh ooh ooh. Where was that? I'm
2: Where was that? That's Patrick McGovern's. Oh, okay. Across from Cassetta's. I'm neglecting so many, including my guy Billy Kozlak over at Kozlak. They did shut down.
0: Yeah, that's tough to uh, hear, and that was unfortunate. 30 bales, before, is, Thirty bales is rocking and rolling. So you they guys, got the Big Ten. They so got yeah, the Big Ten, Sammy.
1: You know about the history of Thirty Bales, right? And Reavers yeah. is over there grinning because this is your client. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you're living what's, it up.
3: But what's cool about it is they brought back the the sub sandwich that resonated with people my age that used to go to U of M get their get their booze on. Stumble over to the Big Ten for a little foam-the-runway action. <laughs>
1: they're getting yeah, that's they're getting Blown tweet. up on Twitter. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're getting tweets from around the country about this. That's awesome. And we talked to Johnny a little earlier, and uh, Mancetti's is doing big business, mm-hmm. too.
2: I'd love to see that. Yeah. Because they're a quality operation, too. Yep. I miss – got to get up there. Um, so
0: anyway – What's, the, what's so, the situation at the airport? Anybody flying?
2: Zero. Really? I I got there at four fifteen this morning. I left at seven. I did not have any interaction. I'm going to send you the pictures. Uh, I got four pics that I took. It's a ghost town.
0: Are planes taking off with two people in them. Yes, because the outfit that I
2: work for has a uh, agreement with Amazon,
0: so oh. they're sending cargo. Oh, oh boy! Oh okay. boy! So they're
2: still shipping planes that are. They're still getting paid. Now, Plus, we still, they've got to pick up people that are left wherever.
1: You told me something, and I can't remember if it was on or off the air, something about you have to keep up a certain amount of flights to maintain your status, um, at, something to do with gates, you know, gate preference or something like that. Do you recall that conversation?
2: Well, because you rent the gates from the MAC. So yeah. Sun Country and Delta, and they don't own their gates. They lease them out. Right. And you know, like Chicago, it costs an arm and a leg to rent gates down there. So it's it's always different. But there might be uh, they might loosen the uh, the laws here. Right now. Yeah,
1: that's what I was going to ask you. The MAC has got to loosen the laws on that.
2: And if you walk around there, um, I I seriously did not have anybody today and yesterday, and tomorrow I expect the same thing. It's haunting when i send you these photos yeah you're gonna go holy crap
1: you guys know i'm buddies with uh, shay cab and she's been telling me um and she's also been tweeting that a lot of her competitors and fellow drivers have just shut things down and canceled for now they've canceled their insurance on these rigs that they keep she's one of the few that are still still uh, in operation but it's really really tough right now for the people that uh, drive people around
2: well, and that's just it. Again, we talk about the, the restaurant industry, that but transportation industry, that trickles down too. There's, yeah. There were no restaurants. So I think Barrio or Caribou was open, yeah, every it, other restaurant.
1: Isn't that ironic? The one place in town where you can go in and sit down at a bar is inside the uh, airport after you've cleared security.
0: Right. That's not yeah, social distancing, though. Well, it's, uh, well,
2: you know, people are practicing that too. I've seen that. they, um, The ones that are coming in, they, they're six feet. and There's signs up, too, that say social distance. So people are aware. And there's masks left and right, and people that are flying.
1: It's hit and miss here at work, Matthew. There's not a lot of people here. Um, and most of us, when we encounter each other in the hall, we, we turn away when we have to pass. But uh, I have had some uh, encounters with some people that don't mind getting right up next to you, and it just drives me crazy.
2: Well, I was at uh, a grocery store, McLaren and I went to the grocery store, and we we're walking down the bread aisle, and at the end of the bread aisle, we just saw this some guy coughed twice. Oh, boy. And I oh. stopped. He was about 40 feet away from me. I stopped McLaren and said, uh, we need to go get some bread. <laughs> so I just turned around and started walking. Yeah. And oddly enough, we were in the bread aisle.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. well, all right, all right, well... Uh, keep us informed and stay uh, stay safe, and we'll be in touch. That sounds like the plan, bro. Very good, brah. All, right, all right, Matthew. Right, we'll good luck, man. All right. All right. Thank you. Uh, I might have solved my printer problem during that. Oh,
1: he's uh, Way to pay
0: attention to your own show. No, I was paying attention, and I figured if anybody was taking advantage of uh, uh, picking up food on the run, it would be the Rookster. Yeah. And uh, he obviously has been. Uh, it's a good way to give yourself a break, too. Do you see the uh, photo that I got of John Height? Uh, which one? Well, he's
1: uh, the, on that tweet I sent yes. out. He's playing yes. Playing just a beautiful, beautiful Telecaster. Uh, I, I, I wonder... Well,
0: hell, he's got seventy-five guitars.
1: <laughs> That's not a bad way to kill some time, just sitting That's around right.
0: playing a guitar. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys, let's uh, take a break, please. I gotta do something here. <laughs>
4: Well, at least shut his off.
0: The Earth is not your mother. What happened? The Joe Sujure show. (laughs)
1: Now, what do you mean? Now what? Are we back? Is this on? Yes. Are you there?
0: Please. John? You guys are breaking up terribly. Joe? Really? I cannot hear you. You're breaking up terribly. (laughs) Damn it, our first glitch. Do you think no. it's Do you think it's
1: on his end? No,
0: something's uh, dramatically wrong. It's it's one hundred percent on his. It's end. It's his headphones or something. Should yeah. I do an ad here? Yeah, doing. No, ad? it's uh, very broken up. It's Kay. very disturbing. Hold okay.
3: on, hold on, hold on. Everyone, stop talking. Here's what we're going to do. Right. Joe, you're going to dial off, then dial back in while Kenny tells us about our friends at ProfessionalTurf.com.
1: Okay, listen here, Bummer Joe. Are you stuck inside uh, looking out the window at that battered lawn? I have very, very good news for you. The best lawn. Listen to me. Oh, my God, I sound really good right now. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, the best lawn. Yeah, like my lawn, the best lawn in the block. It's a clickaway professionalturf.com. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to click on that. You're going to schedule a free No obligation, Uh, let's call it a perusal. They'll give you an estimate. One of these guys, the ProfessionalTurf.com Lawn Technicians, they're gonna stop out, analyze that lawn of yours, then they're gonna create, it's gonna be anywhere from a three to five step program that covers spring, summer, and fall, and that's gonna keep your lawn free of weeds, crabgrass, dandelions, and I mean all season long. All you have to do is mow and water. And sometimes, like, uh, my wife will see something in the lawn, and she'll go, what about that, blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, honey, 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 calm down. Uh, We don't have to worry about this. ProTurf is on the case. And sure enough, ProTurf shows up. They take care of it, and everything's awesome. All you got to do is mow and water. They're locally owned, professional turf. They've been serving us in the Twin Cities since 82 Guaranteed results in the best lawn on the block, just a click away. Remember this: Professionalturf.com. I hear a squeaky
0: chair in the background. The grossest thing, the grossest thing I ever drank. Uh, the grossness. The grossest thing. This I, I got to pronounce her name correctly. It's Gianna. Janaia. Janaia. Uh, I'm the Seattleite who wrote you about my brand new Alfa Romeo Giulia T.I. Sport. I still love it more every day. Yes, you could use my first name because I'm sure that even though it is a legitimate name, you are sure to Foghorn it. And how many listeners can make that claim? I only ask that you pronounce it correctly. Janea. My family was driving to my grandma's house in the middle of nowhere on a stifling summer late at night in the 1970s. My two sisters and I were sharing the back seat when I asked my mom for a drink. Because it was so dark, she asked me to wait until we got to grandma's, but I couldn't. She fumbled around and finally found a cup with some water still in it from what we had eaten earlier. Only after I took a huge swallow did I realize what I had done. My dad was a pipe smoker, and it oh! emptied the a- <laughs> oh. it had emptied the ashes from his pipe into the water I just drank. Oh. I was about nine years old and somehow managed to not throw up. Janaya, and I'm glad you love your uh, Alfa Romeo, Julia, What you could get here at Countryside. Uh, more about you will hear uh, in a moment. I seem to have solved my printing problem, so I congratulate myself.
4: Oh, that's
3: good.
0: Uh, just a minute. I've got to add that to our list, don't I? Uh, what do you mean? Well, the strange stuff, watering oh, plastic sure. plants, and that's uh, around here somewhere.
1: <laughs> no, that doesn't, that shouldn't qualify. That's yeah, she did that accidentally. That's a simple mistake, and it was and dark. It, and it was handed to her. Yeah, and she it's didn't her choose. dad or grandpa's fault. No, she's off the hook. I, I have a feel. did we lose them? Oh. No, I'm, I'm I have here. a feeling we shouldn't mess with her. She seems like she is not, not you know, in the mood to take any guff from well,
0: us. Well, we can't afford to lose Seattle listeners either. I, I like that. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. On the subject of foods that have gone wrong, a staple of Thanksgiving is pumpkin pie. My older brother Danny would never eat any. I was considered a picky eater but loved pumpkin pie. I would tease my older brother and he would get mad. Years later, as adults, while out trout fishing, I asked him, Why do you hate pumpkin pie so much? He finally opened up. He said that when he was very young, Grandma Simpson made a pumpkin pie. Grandma was getting on in years and her eyesight was failing. One. <laughs> 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 One large bite of pie told Danny that Grandma mistook the small red can of nutmeg. The tops cup pumpkin pie was replaced with a very similar can of cayenne pepper. Oh, <laughs> Grandma, Danny never ate pumpkin pie again. Uh, loyal listener Dave Shinkoski in California. <laughs> oh, Grandma, we got to wow. add that to the list, yeah, don't we? Yeah, we that add one definitely to, goes. That's down. going to the list. Uh, <laughs> I, I, saying, I still
1: don't see how that should make the list. Uh, none of these
0: are, are their fault. Kenny. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Kenny? Yeah. The the guy who uh, uh put the hand lotion on his potatoes? Yeah. It's the same thing as the cayenne pepper one. No same it's thing. not. Yes it is, Kenny.
3: Well, technically yes, in that case, he put the lotion on his own potatoes and grandma's the one. Right. But I still think it sh- this one should go in the file.
1: All right. Boy, I'll tell you what. I, I think we're going to have to have a production meeting about this because I think you're losing track
0: of the... Uh... Why don't you come over here and stand outside the window? And I'll talk to you. <laughs> Come by boat. Pull the boat up on the shore. Right. Walk up to the break wall and no farther, and I'll talk to you from right here. Okay? Rev the engine a
3: little bit to let them know you're there.
0: I've got my three-horse
1: Johnson ready to go. Yeah, you and your Johnson. (laughs) No, you should wheel that pontoon over there. (laughs) Run her up on shore at about 20 miles. Wait, she doesn't do 20.
0: Uh, boy, I just got a pick a picture from Rook of the airport. It is just empty. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. Okay, I've had it. When survivalist Kenny, a true rugged individualist, <coughs> excuse me, that was nice. That's a not a COVID call. Uh-huh. Uh, at least according to him, wants a test with no symptoms. You have to wonder. Would he, if on a wagon trail going west, wanted the water tested at every stream? Come on, <laughs> Kenny. I'm so paranoid about this.
1: Every morning
0: I wake up and go, "Yep, I got it." Today's the day. And then I blow my nose and everything's okay. <laughs> here's uh, here's the emailer Tim's uh, beer story. My brother and I were on a golf trip in Ireland. My brother, as was his habit and the habit of many Irishmen, was on the wagon at the time of the trip. We stopped <laughs> in an Irish pub, and my bro asked for the bartender, "Do you have O'Douls?" "What's an O'Douls?" the yeah. bartender asked. An alcohol-free beer, my bro responded. After a long pause, the bartender said, what's the point? Drink milk. (laughs) (laughs) My brother had a harp. There it is. My bro had a harp tap beer, and he says it's the best beer he ever had. Harp (laughs) lager. Yeah, that's really good. I haven't had it. Wait, when you've been admonished by an Irish bartender, I would imagine you've... uh, You've been terribly admired, which reminds me of one of my favorite Lenten stories of all time. Okay. I think it bears repeating. Okay. Well, one day in a new village in Ireland, there was a stranger that went into the bar, and he ordered three beers every day at 3 o'clock, and he went down the three beers. You guys remember this story? Uh, I think so. He downed the three beers, and then the next day, the same thing, and the, uh, the townsfolk got curious. Mm. They didn't know this young fellow, and they were somewhat concerned about his... Uh, his uh behavior and so one of the locals uh johnny went in and asked the bartender say what's the deal with this new fella we see he comes in here every day he has the three beers and the bartender said i know it's the damnedest thing but i like taking his money but if you want i'll ask him so uh the next day the stranger came in sure enough at three o'clock and ordered the three beers and, and uh the bartender said what's the story with you mister what's your name he says my name's devin He says, Devin, what's the deal? He says, well, you know, uh, it's our way, me and my two brothers stay together. I got one in Seattle, way over there in the U.S., and I got a brother in Australia. And every day we decide to get together and have a beer together. Oh, and the bartender says, that's just sweet. That's wonderful. And he told, the, uh, he told Johnny, who had asked, and Johnny spread the word throughout the town and, and that, the, that the stranger celebrates every day at 3 o'clock with three beers because he's drinking with his brothers oh. in honor of his two brothers. Nice. Well, one day comes and uh, Devin goes in the bar and says, I just want one beer. Oh, oh the bartender gave him one beer. And the word went out into the village that uh, uh, Devon, the newcomer, was only having one beer, and they rushed in. They were concerned about him. They said, "Lad, lad, did something happen to your brothers?" He says, "Oh no." He says, uh, "I gave it up for Lent." No, they. I screw up the punchline every time. Jesus. They. <laughs> uh, Oh man, now you
1: can't oh, even Oh no,
0: he says he says, My brothers are fine. He says, I've given it up for Lent. Now, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. No, either. it was supposed to be two What's beers. What's the punchline?
3: It's supposed to be two beers instead of three. Oh yeah, I
0: did something happen to one of your brothers? Yeah. He says, uh, oh no, he says, The brothers are fine. Tis I who's given it up for Lent. Yeah, you're right, Ruth. It was
4: Whoa. Okay. I,
0: I just I just can't begin to apologize enough, can I, sometimes? Where's the party? Well, it's at the Irish pub. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's going to be, yeah. You know what?
3: That's going to be okay.
0: Hey, GL, this is my first time emailing into Garage Logic. I grew up listening to the show riding in the tractor with my dad on our farm outside of Montevideo, Minnesota. My sister got me back into listening via the podcast a few years ago, and now I listen almost every day. Anyway, I currently live in Bozeman, Montana, and I'm going to a small Bible college. With all of this coronavirus mess going on, there has been one very positive story to come out of it. One of my classmates got married last weekend, officiated... By our college president. Hmm. The events surrounding the wedding are incredible. Rather than tell you the whole story myself, here is the link to the new report. And it's from krtv.com news in Montana. They did the whole thing over video chatting. Wow. with Really? People, with people in different countries and the whole deal because they couldn't get across the border. And uh, they got married. They kept their social distancing. And it made the television news out in Bozeman. So that's a ray of hope. Isn't that is yeah. very, very, very cool. much so. It's cool. a very, it's very, very cool. nice, very nice. Nice ray of hope. And uh, Kyle B. has a good uh, idea. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. A stupid person who stubbornly ignores social distancing protocol, <clears throat> thus helping to further spread COVID-19, is to be known as a COVIDiot. Are you seriously going to visit Grandma? Dude, don't be a COVID Oh, I like that a lot. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Number two, a stupid person who hoards groceries, needlessly spreading COVID 19 fears and depriving others of vital surprise. supply. See that guy with the 200 toilet paper rolls? What a COVID <laughs> It's a
3: big COVID over there.
0: Uh, also, an adverb, COVIDiately, and verb, COVIDiating. <laughs> Very nice. COVIDiating. Very Thanks nice. for the great show, Kyle B on the banks. Of the Crow Ring. Speaking
3: of COVID idiots, how about Florida now? Did you guys see that? No. What? Florida has issued an order where anyone coming there from, you know, New Jersey, California, has to be self quarantined. Yet a week ago, right, they were letting every idiot alive right. be a
1: party on the beach for.
0: Yeah. yeah, and a lot of those kids are testing positive. Of course
1: yep. they are. Yep. And it's yep. just what they wanted, you know. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. kid.
0: You know, the Bud Light, to the best of my knowledge, is not an antidote to uh, COVID 19. You know what those kids were? They were COVIDiots. They're
3: giant COVIDiots.
0: They were COVIDiots. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me we don't invent new terms. Uh, here's a D. De- uh, let's see. Oh, this is from Keith Olson, also in uh, Montana. Terry, Montana. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. Salutation to his court jesters. Here is a clip from a Billings, Montana television station, KTVQ Channel 2, about some 3D printed masks that use a 2.5 inch square uh, squares from a normal mask. It allows one mask to be stretched into six masks, pushing back under the big sky. Keith Olson, again, innovation is going to get us out of this, not the salon. Innovation is going to get out this. Not these idiots sitting in city hall, afraid to go out in public, looking through the stained glass window and wondering what next they can do to tell us how to behave. Mm-hmm. You people are useless, and everything <laughs> you've envisioned is useless. It's wrong. <laughs> you know what's time for? What's that? The old mare's water break. Just like a horse, I got to go to a trough. Go good. to the trough. All, All right. right. Yeah. Did you ever think common sense would be this much fun? Joe Suchere. Schmel's Countryside Volkswagen in Maplewood is one of the last Twin Cities truly family-owned dealers. A lot of people think their local dealer name is still run by the same family that used to run it 20 to 30 years ago. Uh, the truth is now more than ever, regional and national conglomerates own these dealerships. The only way Schmel's Countryside can compete with these huge companies is by providing Excellent customer service and maintaining the relationships that they've had for the past 50-plus years. Schmel's Countryside knows this and continues to provide an exceptional personal experience. Check out the Volkswagen family of SUVs, including the Tiguan and Atlas, and yes, roomy and available in two or three rows. They have all the latest technology and stuff. The twenty, the twenty twenty Volkswagen Tiguan is on the ground and ready for delivery. Schmelz Countryside, located ten minutes east of Minneapolis, five minutes north of Saint Paul, at the uh, southeast quadrant of Highway thirty six and sixty one in Maplewood. But here, get this: uh, you're a little nervous about getting out and about. Of course, you can shop at Schmelz. Uh, uh, what's the word? Virtually. You can go to the website, (laughs) SchmelzVW.com. Is that the word? Yes, absolutely. Close enough. Eh, Close enough. (laughs) SchmelzVW.com. And uh, don't forget Schmelz Alpha Romeo. We just heard from Gianna in in Seattle who loves her. uh,
1: I don't think that's how you pronounce her name. uh,
0: That's emails down on the floor somewhere. Uh, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com. If you're terribly interested in one of those vehicles, Schmelz will bring it to you. For inspection. Nice. And don't, don't worry. They got the handy wipes or whatever that stuff is that you need to wipe out, down the germs. Go to uh, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, or SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com. Uh, and sp- they're open for business, as all of our good and local clients, including uh, Mr. Bobby Moeller. Oh. Hi, bo- Hi, Bobby. Hi, guys. What's up? Are you open for business? Well, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> three low uh, three locate no uh, are you at two locations now two yep edina two and highland st right. paul yep. Yeah. <laughs> hello uh come in rangoon all right well, let me let me try getting bobby back on the phone here that
1: rangoon. didn't take
0: long for you to make him mad way to no. go sooch yeah well, i like to do that with the molars Say, I'm, so I'm not adding, uh, I'm not adding the cayenne paper, pepper to the list, and no. I'm not adding the cigar ashes to the list. No, you
1: can't hold that against these All people. Right. Um, All right, uh, All right. And, and I'm even wondering about the concrete mashed potato story. Even that
0: was really good. Um, you're you're getting too arcane. You're uh, you're splitting hairs here too much.
1: Well, you're the guy that the, that vetoes a name briar that they used back in the time of the Bible.
0: Yeah, right. they got to think that through. Yeah,
1: that's
3: all great.
0: Hey, Bobby, are you are you with us again?
4: I am.
3: All right, there we go.
0: I hope that's not a phone you guys sell. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, we sell a lot of things, not a phone though, not phone.
0: So, so, B- Bobby, what's the current situation?
5: So, uh, you know, we're trying to navigate everybody else. Um, our showrooms are closed. Um, I.
0: You have staff here, right? I think stop, those people's, uh, emergency
4: stop, 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 stop. Are you in the vault with the door closed?
0: I'm in my office. Well, it's not coming through at all. All right, how about you call me on
5: the landline?
1: Uh, I'll let Reavers handle yeah, that. I'll take care that. You guys talk. Uh-huh. So anyway, the name Briar has been around since the Lord and our Savior was walking the earth, and you have the giant balls to veto that. That is not right, my friend.
0: You need to... You know what you need to do? You need to examine yourself. Do I need to... Uh after the show I'll go for a walk on the garage logic service road of life should I give it a second thought How's that going by the way are people uh,
1: out going for a walk still avoiding each other I'm getting mixed messages from different people I'm noticing an
0: increase in the way people are avoiding each other Okay so people
1: uh, are like going into the street or off You know, you, the know grass?
0: What, you know what people are doing that they've wanted to do all their lives but have not allowed themselves to What what They're crossing the street when they see someone coming
1: <laughs> You're Talking to me, brother. Right, right. That's exactly you know, what
0: goes through my mind. Minnesotans <laughs> desperately. Uh, Minnesotans were born to be social distancers, and and now, but we never wanted to do it because you would appear uncharitable or unfriendly. So we just bucket up and walk past each other. And now there's this brilliant excuse to think I don't have to get near anybody. What? So so now you got somebody walking their little dog up the sidewalk. You just cross the street and go down the other way. They don't care. You haven't offended anybody.
1: What I think is awesome that Bobby Moeller even wants to social distance himself from you over the phone
0: <laughs> even even over the phone
1: over the phone. Bobby, are you there? <laughs>
0: I'm here, guys.
5: How are you doing? That sounds
0: good. That's much better. You've used up your allotted time. We'll probably talk to you again next week sometime.
5: Stop it now. (laughs) No problem. You know, Joe, I offered to come to your house to do this, but uh, they said no. No, you have a
0: nice idea. uh, You stand outside the window, maybe. We'll talk to you. (laughs) Bobby, give us the current conditions.
5: So, um, you know, like everybody else, I'm trying to navigate what's happening out there and and may still be there for our clients where our show floors are closed. Um, I do have you know minimal staff here, um, and we're available from noon to five. Trying to uh, you know deliver uh, whatever we can. Um, you know people want their things repaired. They still want they want to pick them up. They got special events. We still have people getting married,
4: mm-hmm. so
5: I'm delivering engagement rings and you know wedding bands and taking care of those kind of things. So we're doing curbside delivery and or delivery and pickup. sort of whatever we can to, to, you know, mitigate any kind of exposure but still take care of our clients.
0: So you're soldiering through like uh, everyone we've been talking to. Everyone's making adjustments to do what they have to do. That's it. You know, you're right. Plus you have graduations coming up.
5: We do. We have graduations, yeah.
0: I don't know if anybody will actually get to march across the stage and get a diploma, but that's not going to stop them from getting a gift from their parents. No,
5: no, and so we do. I've been surprised by that, and and you know they're like everybody else. We see people that sort of have no fear of what's going on out there, and then we have the other extreme. And so we're we're trying to be aware, um, yep. but not be afraid.
0: We look forward to working with you, and we uh, we're we're uh, we're certain that this will all will all come out the other side okay on this. Yeah, me too.
5: Sooner or later, yep. When that happens, it's going to be time to celebrate. I think so. I'll be in touch. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks. Have a good one. Yep,
0: you YouTube. too, Bobby. Two molar locations, 50th and France in Edina and Ford in Cleveland in St. Paul. Or the website is? RFMolar.com. Thank you, sir. Thanks. <clears throat> You'll recall yesterday we got what I called a very thoughtful email from Craig Johnson. Yes. He was, mm-hmm. he was the fellow. Uh, I, in fact, I have it here. Uh, oh, brother. That's, uh, some of my... Uh, here it is. I got it. I'm more organized than I thought. You
1: don't have to reread the whole letter from yesterday. I'm not going to. Okay.
0: Uh, but we uh, also
1: got another one today from him. That's.
0: I'm, gonna, I'm going to get to
1: that, Kenny. Just as long, and uh, I'm just wondering if there's enough time in the day for you to read the whole thing.
0: Yes, there is. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, yesterday. The, the central point he was making. He's a longtime listener. Uh, The central point uh, Mr. Johnson was making is, given that reporting isn't what it used to be, are you comfortable judging our national course of action with information gathered by the same reporters who tell us cows are killing the planet? Michael Osterholm and Dr. Fauci are great when tasked strictly with saving lives, but are they qualified to weigh the cost of destroying lives against against that of saving them? That was the general point he was making yesterday. He has a follow-up today. Joe, I'm honored and flattered by your reading and discussion of my email. You perfectly nailed most of my points. Please allow me a chance, though, to respond to your responses on the points you might have missed, even if just slightly. The political and scientific left sees climate change and its effects every bit as concretely as you see the virus and its potential damage. Just like the measurements you mentioned as gauges for judging the effects of the coronavirus, the left can give you measurement for not only the magnitude, but also the damage done by climate change. Yeah, but I reject that, Craig. I said that, that they're wrong. The coronavirus is empirical. The left believes in the tangibility of climate change with the same certitude as you do COVID-19. That is why they won't hesitate to call for shutting down the economy to save the planet from something they measure is very real. I doubt uh, anyone is entirely against social distancing as a way to combat the spread and effects of the coronavirus. Despite continuing, uh, despite Kenny's continuing effort to defend you, you haven't asked the most important policy question of what level of social distancing will provide the best bang for the buck. We are all voluntarily social distancing ourselves when out in public. And I think a strong case can be made for closing large stadiums and concert venues. But how much curve flattening or lives saved can we expect with each additional increment, like closing bars, restaurants, and hair salons? If that answer is sufficient to close bars, restaurants, and hair salons, then what about the next step? How much flattening of the curve will confining every one their homes produce? How many lives saved? Is it worth the cost of millions of failed businesses? If our policymakers tell me that one life saved is enough, then I'm not on board. If they tell me millions, then yes, we have to go along with that next level of social distancing. These are the questions that cruelly have to be asked. If if all we are doing is flattening the curve to make sure we have sufficient hospital beds for those that contract the virus, so your Olympic swimmer and those just like him will have beds available when they get sick, then wouldn't it be less expensive? To erect some temporary hospitals and buy a few million respirators? Having listened to your GL wisdom for 30 years, it seems logical uh, to address things from this side after having done all we can uh, to afford on the social distancing front. Our politicians, though, the same ones who believe we have a climate crisis, seem bent on destroying the economy only so they can prop it back up with the federal government's largesse. Forgive my cynicism. But government loves the idea of creating dependency, and that is exactly what happens with bailouts. The unasked question is, what level of social distancing can we afford, and what can we expect in lives saved for those costs? Each level of social distancing, voluntarily distancing ourselves from each other, closing stadiums and large venues, closing bars, restaurants and salons, home confinement comes with costs and benefits. Which level do we choose? What are the alternatives? Begging the mayor's pardon, my accusation of your lack of skepticism was based on your wholehearted acceptance of the only solution offered. And that solution was offered by the same people who tell us the planet has only 10 years to survive while being supported by the same reporting class that isn't what it used to be. Doesn't that give you pause, Mr. Mayor? No. Uh, This is where Craig and I uh, differ. I am not taking these admonitions from the government. In fact, you've got the president now who doesn't want social distancing. I'm taking those admonitions from Tony Fauci and Mike Oster. I'm taking them from doctors. And this isn't climate change, Craig. This is measurable. This is definable. This can be seen. Climate change can't. There's no relationship. What I think Craig's driving at is that the government will see no difference between climate change and coronavirus as a means to introduce themselves further into our behavior. That part, if that's what he's uh, uh, supposing... I agree with him. Pause right there. Isn't that exactly what they tried
1: to do yesterday by tacking on all that garbage on that bill? Yes, yes. That's exactly what
0: they did. So Craig, in that respect, is right. Perhaps a better—now back to Craig. Perhaps a better question for Michael Osterholm would be, when will you be satisfied that the curve has been sufficiently flattened? What will the data have to show that will suggest that we can roll up our sleeves and get back to work? At some point, we will have to get back to work while there is still a threat. We simply can't afford to wait until this is gone or there is a vaccine. We will eventually have to calculate potential lives saved against the benefits of starting up and getting socially closer at some point. Why not now? People are going to get sick, suffer, and some will die. How much pain are we willing to accept at what cost and when? And if you indeed accept the left's pleas to somehow halt the climate crisis are nothing more than an effort to bring about the mystery and gain total control over the lives of millions, that's exactly what I believe, then can't you see that this effort by the government to shut down the economy while creating mind-numbing layers of dependence is a perfect model for what might be attempted in the future? The left honestly believes that climate change and its deleterious effects are every bit as measurable as this virus. Don't let a good crisis go to waste. Politicians crave a crisis to prove their worth, and the reporting class loves to help. Some tempered skepticism has never been more important than now, and nobody has more experience at that than the mayor of GL, still one of the guy, Craig Johnson. I I get exactly what he's saying, but he keeps conflating climate change with the virus. There is no measurement of climate change. So that brings me back to presupposing that what he must be saying is that it will make no difference to the government. The government will, will use any crisis they can to exert their power. Right, right. And I and, and I still believe that, uh, you know. And I do too, but I will say this. Uh, Craig, uh, you're a good thinker, but you got to be more patient in five or six days. You know
1: what? I hate to say this, but this... <laughs> And it just occurred to me here in the last 30 seconds, this seems to me like one of those debates that our teachers generated for us back in high school in debate class. Mm -hmm. You take this side, you take that side, I don't care whether or not you believe in it, this this is the debate, let's have it.
3: Almost like 90% of the talk shows in this country. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it
1: kind of seems like that to me. Uh, I'm having a hard time believing that Craig is really behind what he's saying. Although, you know, like some of the stuff he said, I guess I'm down with, but a lot of it, I don't get his point, or it doesn't fit me.
0: I don't think Fauci and Osterholm have a political agenda. Not
1: at all. Not even a little bit. I mean, isn't Fauci pretty much going against his boss?
0: Yes, and uh, which, again, begs the question, Tony, where are you? Where is he? Where are you?
1: Well, I'm hoping he finally said... I don't have time to stand around on a podium. I've got work to do. Well, I don't yeah. know if you guys have been paying attention. What's been going on in the last thirty
3: minutes or so? But uh, New York Governor Cuomo has criticized federal response to coronavirus.
1: Oh, oh it was fantastic. His pre- did you see his press conference today, Joe? I did not. Oh, it was a good one, man. He just blasted the government, and I mean both sides. And uh, Trump fired back. Well, of course he did. So you know. Um, but you you're the one that got me addicted to watching him, Joe. He he's Father Como. Yeah, he is. He is really good. You know? Yeah, he's a... and he's not. At least from what I've seen, he's not very partisan. Well, and here's the for those that missed it. Here's the argument. Well, Kenny,
0: he had died in the old lefty. Don't worry I, about that. I
1: understand that, but when I when I. When I watch him, he's not necessarily railing on the right. He's railing on the federal government. Both yeah. Yeah. sides. No, I, I get it. Both I sides. It. So yep. FEMA sent him,
3: sent the state, excuse me, four hundred ventilators when he had requested yeah. thirty thousand. Yeah, and he went off on that. He was really angry about that. But then Trump uh, went after him, saying that um, <clears throat> it's his fault because he didn't buy ventilators back in two thousand fifteen.
0: Oh, jeez. I don't trust Trump. Uh, I, I don't care what fallout that produces. Trump's the last guy in the world I'm going to go to for advice on this. Absolutely the last guy in the world. So overcome that roadblock. I don't buy on nickel's worth of stuff he says, and and I won't because he keeps changing his mind and and uh, but I got to believe Osterholm and I got to believe Fauci and uh, uh, I think Cuomo has done nothing but dish out straight facts to people. And uh, uh, getting back to Craig. Man, we got to be more patient in five or six days. We do. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: But you said, it, you said it perfectly. You don't take
3: the politician's word in a situation like this. You go to the medical professionals and the people that have been studying this very thing for years, like Ulsterholm and like Fauci.
1: I did like what Craig said about the media. The media, in my mind, has gone from the Woodward and Bernstein types, the types that would go out and find a story and dig it up and research it and get all the sources, to now, to me, the media is the equivalent of a cat Chasing a flashlight that's being shined on the wall, yes. they're just going to mm-hmm. go whatever whatever pops up. They're all going to chase that story <laughs> with no regards to any sort of journalism whatsoever. But it's a
0: hell of a story. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. People are dying. Yeah. Uh, the warning from the world is that the U.S. could become the next epicenter, like Italy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it
1: absolutely will. Absolutely. Did you guys?
3: Did you guys see the video? Um, the uh, the quarantine, the lockdowns, the police in Brazil, what they're doing to people that are oh. abiding by the stay at home order on the beaches. They're having helicopters hover about oh. thirty feet above oh. them, creating oh. giant oh. sandstorms. That'll, that'll that'll send get you, you home. Yeah,
1: that, that that works. <laughs> Wow, did you say, happen to see the piece that that was I think I saw it on Twitter yesterday. Uh Italian mayors going off on citizens. No. And it, of course it had to be captioned cuz we don't know uh what he said Italian. Yeah. But it was fantastic and
0: there were some naughty words used. It was really funny. The national discussion which developed really rapidly as I say we're only in what? 5 or 6 days of of being advised to uh Uh, stay at home as much as possible. We're only about five or six days. The national discussion, maybe longer, seven or eight days, maybe it's eight days. The national discussion has quickly devolved into uh, there's a faction that's saying uh, some people are going to die. That's too bad. Let's save the economy. And the other faction is saying let's try to prevent as many deaths as possible and hope that the economy comes back. Uh, GL uh, has not issued its official proclamation on that. I'm not willing to sit here and say, uh, yes, we lose 10,000 old people, so what? Uh, No, I'm not there yet. But I don't think,
3: Joe, uh, in all honesty, we don't know for certain that those are the only people that are going to die as a result of this. Yeah, it could be young people. It could be. Nobody knows if their own health is even compromised as a result of this disease. Nobody knows that.
0: Maybe, maybe. Well, this is. Uh, yeah, we need 350 million tests, but maybe the only way is to test every single human being in America. And if you're, uh, if you don't have any, if you don't have it, go to work, and if you do, you got to go home. But the I problem
3: is, the problem is, just because you don't have it today doesn't mean you can't get it tomorrow.
0: Right. Yeah. The other problem is, if you get it and survive, you could get it again. Exactly. Uh, I wish I could remember
1: where I saw it, um, but it was either earlier today or last night. Somebody saying, what we need, we need so many tests available that you can literally get these just as easy as you can get a pregnancy test. Yes. You need to be able to walk into the store and take the test. And and that's, I I agree with that. Reavers? Yes, sir.
0: uh, This next email is a test of your focus. Jordy writes, my cousin working border patrol on Bisbee just texted me that the border patrol just seized two tons of toilet paper hidden in cocaine. All right, Jordy. (laughs) As
3: soon as I heard Jordy, I knew I knew to be ready with the rim (laughs) shot. Let's
0: take a small break and we'll be back. Okay. Yeah. University of Garage Logic 98, College of Self-Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake, right downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61, is having its preseason Bentelli bike sale. It's going on through April 4th, all bikes at the lowest price of the season, plus a free gift with every bike purchase to all GLers who mention the podcast. One year, no interest financing on all electric bikes with approved credit. Uh, The selection is fantastic. You know this is going to clear. You're going to want to ride the bike all summer. Here's the deal. Go online, pick out the bike, they'll bring it to you. Our clients are adjusting as fast as they can. They'll bring it to you and... They'll bring you outside, you sit on that sucker, and they'll make the final adjustments if you need be. But you can go on the EcoFundMotorsports.com website right now. Select what you think is the best bike for you, scooter, bike, side-by-side, ATV. They'll bring it to you. This is full-service outdoor recreation at EcoFund Motorsports. And if you're out and about Saturday, if that's your prerogative, Uh, You might call first to make sure EcoFund's open, but every Saturday in March has been a huge Bintelli bike demo day with Kaylin Bloom, Tim's daughter, who is considered one of the country's foremost experts on electric assist bikes. You'd get personal training from the best. In the event you want to stay away, you uh, go to the website, pick out what you want. The financing can be done over the phone or online. They'll bring the bike to you. That's the way they operate their service department all year, too. You have something that needs servicing. Tim sends a truck through town once a day. They pick up your ride, bring it back to EcoFun in Forest Lake, service it, and bring it back to you. We appreciate all of our customers who are hanging with us here in these uncertain times. EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail Hail you. you.
4: Uh,
0: This is from uh, Marcus in Columbia Falls, Montana. Looking for a ruling and a potential name for our fourth child. The first three kids' names were obvious passes that didn't require rulings Veronica, mm-hmm. Oscar, and Lewis. But our agreed upon name for number four gives me pause. What say you about Emmy Lou? Yeah, I mean, little oh, passes. passes, I oh, gotta yeah. get. I'm yeah. not. I'm not making this mistake again. No, absolutely. Thanks, and I'm glad you guys are back. Marcus in Columbia Falls, Montana. Now, uh, grandfather Carlson, don't worry. I'm. I'm probably going to end up changing my mind, even <laughs> though I, I. I wonder. In these troubled times, are we not supposed to adhere? He's
3: doing the preemptive backtrack. Unbelievable!
0: <laughs> Unbelievable! It's like Hail Sid f- setting up the loss. <laughs> yeah. Hail the flashlight king! Hail, Hail you. you. It seems GLers have been piling on the old mare lately, but not I. My gripe is with GLers. I've noticed a serious lack of today's ray of hope. In fact, I haven't heard one in quite some time. Get it ready, Reavers. Okay. Come on, GLers, let's get with it. A daily ray of hope is now needed more than ever. Here's my ray of hope for today. Here's uh, today's
3: oh, ray of hope. Wait till the end, Kitty.
0: Hospital maternity wards will soon have to start stocking up for the flood of newborns in nine months. Boredom is not the only side effect of being cooped up at home. We will probably be blessed with many more angelic new faces than those we sadly will lose during this awful epidemic. The only challenges we face will be deciding what to call this post-pandemic generation and the multitude of doodled names the mayor will have to put up with down the road. <laughs> Hopefully many will be named Anthony after the now famous Dr. Fauci. I can't thank you, mayor, and the rest of the gang enough for finding the gumption and creativity to keep putting garage logic on in spite of the obstacles. Don't for one minute think that we jailers don't appreciate it. Besides, there are worse places to be than stuck in your own garage. Longtime listener and proud member of the Royal Order of the 21st years, Mike in Duluth, staying positive in Phoenix. Can you give him an official, here's today's Ray of Hope?
4: Here's today's Ray of Hope!
0: Yeah, but can you imagine the names of these kids? Oh, man. Somebody will name the kid COVIDiot. COVIDiot, yes! <laughs> well, boys, what sounds tap for the rest of your day? Uh... Uh-huh. We're going to hurl
3: insults at each other as so, soon as we shut the mics off? What mm. I do is none of your damn business, <laughs>
0: yeah, my friend. Yeah, you're right about that. Okay. Uh, you send me that uh, enough said thing again, Kenny, and we'll look at it for tomorrow. You mean just saying? Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think I threw it away.
3: All right. <laughs> He's lost interest.
0: Yeah.
1: It was a good idea. Hey, let's
3: do this again tomorrow, shall we? Thanks, GLers. Uh-huh. Uh, go to garagelogic.com. Uh, there you can download previous episodes of the show. Also check out the GL merchandise store if you uh, so choose. And please don't forget to rate and review the show. We do love all of the feedback that we get from each and every single one of you dedicated GL fans. And don't forget to download the PodMN app. And there you can subscribe to Garage Logic. We'll chat with you again tomorrow.